Good day everyone, thank you for taking the time to watch this video. My name is Matt, I'm the IT Analyst at PSG Wealth. In this video I'll cover some key points from our Qualcomm investment idea. We are adding Qualcomm to our coverage of companies and this is our first report that we did on it. So running through our executive summary which is basically our thesis in three bullet points. Qualcomm makes trips for smartphones and it also earns quite a substantial proportion of earnings from royalties and licensing fees on its technology for which it's a leader in 5G. We're in the very early stages of 5G adoption. Last year, 60% of smartphones sold were 5G. There's still a lot of demand from 5G in smartphones, but also in emerging technologies that require 5G. Autonomous driving is one of them, but so is having your car's infotainment system connected to the internet to improve the user experience. By 2025, one in four cars will be 5G. By 2030, almost 90% of cars made will have a 5G connection. I'll walk you through our valuation of Qualcomm, but we've taken a very conservative approach and our valuation suggests that the company has an asymmetrical return profile and we're currently at our bear base our bear case and um, still quite confident that this should play out well. Qualcomm is a little bit of a boring company. It's not as exciting as some of the other names that we cover, but that's exactly why we like it. It's an unloved company in a sector that will see significant growth over the next decade. So how do they make money? They make mobile trips for smartphones, the global market share for Android phones is about 85%. Apple has the, the remaining 15%. Qualcomm makes the chipset of choice for Android devices. And in the report, we list some of the key clients who have committed to using Qualcomm's Snapdragon chipset, chipset in their top range of devices. These chips include, for example, multiple CPU cores a GPU, a wireless modem, a digital signal processor, an image processor, and other software and hardware to support a smartphone's GPS, camera, video, audio, gesture recognition, and AI acceleration. Qualcomm were the pioneers in 3G, 4G, and 5G, and in addition to making these chipsets, they also charge OEMs licensing fees to use their technology. The technology is standard essential, which means that the entire OEM industry must comply to the same standard. So even though Apple has begun moving away from using Qualcomm chips and making their own, they still pay Qualcomm licensing fees per device for the technology that connects mobile phones to the internet. So that's how they make money. They report in three segments, QCT, which is uh, Qualcomm CDM, CDMA Technologies, which is basically the hardware, QLT, which is the licensing business, and QSI, which is the strategic investment segment. Uh, it's very small and basically a rounding error. As you can see, the revenue split is about 80-20, but the EBIT split is closer to 60-40, and that's because margins on the licensing business are very high. They're about 70%. Some of the uh, key competitors and clients. So Qualcomm competes with other major semiconductor designers and manufacturers. So names include Broadcom, MediaTek, NVIDIA, NXP. And 
the key clients, we know that Apple, Samsung, and Xiaomi contribute at least 10% of revenues in FY21. In the IoT business, they've got revenues of about $5 billion that's spread over 14,000 customers. So looking at key drivers, we are still in the very early stages of 5G adoption. 5G characteristics include more bandwidth, low latency, high resiliency, and these open up new use cases that were not possible before. And we don't even know what all the use cases for 5G will be. But if they connect to a mobile network, yeah, they're likely to, to use Qualcomm's technology. So this diversifies Qualcomm further and they can leverage off existing R&D, which is margin accretive. Other areas of growth will come from the natural transition from 4G to 5G and um, high average selling prices, increased market share of premium and high tier space where Qualcomm is the chip of choice, 5G and cars, the possibilities in IoT, digital transformation, work from home, remote learning. Um, there's a growing adoption of Snapdragon processors and PCs, and then growth in the metaverse, which requires a huge amount of fast data processing and transfer. So just looking at the valuation, Qualcomm trades at an approximate 15% discount to its five-year history and 20% to peers on a PE multiple. Given Qualcomm's leading position in connectivity technologies, the potential growth unlocked by newer cases for 5G technology, and the results in increasing margins from product mix shift, we think that Qualcomm should at least trade at its historical average multiple, which is about 16.3 times. We conservatively value Qualcomm shares by applying the historical multiple to the forecasted net income. As shown in Table 9 of our report, our intrinsic value is about, about $200, implying upside of roughly 20%. We further show that the return profile is asymmetrically distributed by holding our multiple assumptions constant and adjusting the net income assumption. And historically, the actual net income has always been higher than the most pessimistic assumption. And in the last seven years, it has been at the higher end of estimates. So we use these assumptions on the next 12 month estimates to show an approximate range of intrinsic values. If you would like to place a trade, please speak to your financial advisor or contact the trading desk. Additionally, the report on Qualcomm can be found on MyBase. Thank you for watching this video. Please will you take note of the following disclaimer before we end off.